Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hirshhorn. So I have a question for you. What if you could determine who in your audience is your best client in just 180 seconds? Yes, just 180 seconds. Juliet Clark is a six-time author, speaker, and podcaster who's spent nearly the last 20 years helping authors, coaches, speakers, and small businesses all over the world build expert audiences. Corporate companies and author-speaker incubators worldwide have benefited from her unique and effective process of mastering lead gen and qualification for expert status. She has a platform-building process that assesses audience obstacles, generates leads, and qualifies them too. Her latest book is called, are you ready for this? Pitch Slapped, and it was released in the summer of 2020 when most people were home and reading. Welcome, Juliet. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Me too. So full disclosure, I love Juliet Clark. She created a fantastic quiz for me, which you guys can actually take. It's called mycontentquiz.com. So let's talk about lead gen, because I think I feel like that's every entrepreneur's bane of their existence. So how have you become the lead gen guru and sort of mastered it so masterfully? Sort of trial and error. Back in my real estate days, a very, very long time ago, we were one of the top producers in the office and the people in the offices around us would come and they'd say, oh, I have 97 leads. And you know, we were top producers and we'd say, how many of them are actually signed contracts or in your car? So I knew right away when I got into business that there was a difference between a lead and a qualified lead. So when I started the publishing company and we had people bringing us nonfiction books, that was their biggest struggle. They had written the books for lead gen, but they didn't really know who in their audiences was serious. And we all know that in every audience, there are those people that are action takers but probably 80% of them are not action takers. And if you've ever been to events, you can tell who those people are. So we started moving towards a platform building that really parsed out who's qualified, who's not qualified, and then we can handle all of our marketing in a different way. And how important is it to know your message before you start this process? 
Oh, so important. We've seen so many bad books. The typical, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, so back in, in 2010, when we started this, we, we were going to events and we would hear all the time, the guru in the room, you know, somebody would say, you know, Hey, I've got these products and services and they're not selling. And the guru in the room would say, write a book. And, you know, coming from traditional publishing and big advertising, I would sit there and cringe and I'd be like, wait, they just told you they had failed products and you told them to develop another failed product. And so that was where we really started with this is, okay, the quiz is market research. Know what, who your audience is and what their struggles really are because these people were guessing. They weren't actually talking or assessing or doing any sort of research. They just say, oh, I'm an expert at this and these are your pain points and why aren't you buying my stuff? Oh, so, so they're living in a vacuum and not doing any market research, which is basically death to your business. Any business. Yeah. Not just a coaching business, but pretty much any business. Wow. All right. So let's talk about the fact that you are a six-time writer, author, I assume award-winning too. I'm just going to throw that in there. So once you kind of know what your message is and you know what your people want, how do you kind of come up with an idea for writing the book? What should you really write your book about? Interesting question. I started out as a fiction writer, so it was a little bit different journey. My first book happened when I was going through a really bad divorce and prison wasn't really an option. So I just killed my ex-husband in the book. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm blonde. Felony orange is just not my color. You know, I always tell people if if felons wore royal blue, which is my color, this this story might have turned out differently. Well, they do say orange is the new black, but yeah, yeah, there you go. But it was an interesting journey from there because writing fiction, because I'm a a good storyteller, but I'm a horrible writer. My copy editor just loves me because she makes a lot of money when I give her a book. (laughs) But that's when I started the publishing company is after my first book, I was really dismayed with what I saw in the publishing company I hired. And so that's where I got into what I'm doing today. The hardest book I wrote, I had five mystery novels that were, I would say, pretty crappy, and I made a boatload of money on them. But the hardest book I wrote was the nonfiction. And the idea from it actually came after I had a program and I'd perfected the program. I got results with it. And I said, okay, it's time to put it in a book. So I think that really for most people, you have to have results. You just can't say, okay, I'm starting a business and somebody told me to write a book. You really have to have some expertise and knowledge that's proven in the marketplace before you start writing a book. That's very good advice because so often people say, well, just write a book and then you can use that as leverage to get more clients. But that's so ambiguous. Yeah, it really, it's not only ambiguous, it's better to have those clients and write the books based on results and then go get more clients than to just write the book and think it's going to get you clients. And this is the one thing I really dislike. There was a guy where I used to live that had these big workshops for books and his his opening on it was just imagine if you walked into a potential employer and you put that desk, that book you wrote down on the desk and said, I wrote the book on X, Y, and Z. And I thought, 
if I were an employer and you plopped a book on my desk and you arrogantly said, I wrote the book on this, I'd probably ask you to leave. Like you're not getting the job. You're not getting the job. <laughs> no. like, that's your presentation. I need to read your book. You know, you just, you have to have a really good reason for writing the book. And that wasn't it. <laughs> no, that's definitely not. Now it takes a lot of time to write a book. How can the solopreneur who knows they want to write a book, but where, how do you carve out time? The best thing to do is to hire a writing coach. That's a person who will direct you so the book does not get you know out of control because you wouldn't believe how many bad books we see where you go on and on about your story, but you don't really get into the meat of the book. So they will keep you on track. They will help you write a succinct book because nobody wants a two, 300-page book anymore. I think most of the best entrepreneurial books are less than 150 pages. We just don't have the, the tension span anymore. And the other thing they'll do is they'll hold you accountable to time. So that's the way to get it done. Personally, for me, I took a lot of my material right out of my program. So it was written over time. But I know a lot of my people that I work with actually will put an outline together. And not so much with COVID, but these were people in Los Angeles with lots of freeway time. They would get in the car and they would talk out a section of the book, transcribe it, and then put it together. So there are a couple different ways you can do that. Okay, that's fantastic. So would you say that an entrepreneur should write their life story or they should try to write something about what they know and what they do? What they know and what they do, but a little bit of the story about how you got in it. A lot of the healers I work with have written sort of this life story thing. And it's tough because nobody cares. I know that sounds really, you know, brash, like what? Nobody cares about, but they really don't. They want to hear the story. They want to hear what made you an expert. And then they want to get into the meat of what's going on. And they want the pieces that give results. Nobody cares about your process. And that's, I think, the hardest part for entrepreneurs when they write copy is they get into all this, I do it this way. Nobody cares how you do it. We just want to know that at the end of the day, we're going to get the results we're looking for. And that translates across the board, whether you're writing an email or a sales page or a blog post or a social media caption. Nobody cares about how you're going to do it. They just want to know what's in it for them. Exactly. Exactly. So true. So, okay, we go through the whole process. We've written the book. Now what? So you've written the book, and this is super important. Have it professionally edited. Your Aunt Peggy, who was a school teacher, is not a professional editor. Your brother, who reads a lot, is not a professional editor. People can tell the difference. So have it professionally edited. Some people bring us the books and we'll send them to a professional editor. Other people will have it edited before they get there. Either way, have it professionally edited. But during that time it's being edited, a lot of times when we work with people, we work a little bit differently than most self-publishing companies. Most self-publishing companies are pretty inexpensive. You hire them, you hand them your manuscript, and they will set it up for book format. They'll give you what they call a custom cover, which is really pick out two pictures. We're going to slap it on and put your name on it. And then they will put it in and they'll distribute it. 
we actually spend time with our clients asking them to go out and have someone write a foreword that can help sell the book. Someone that that really, uh, I'll give you an example. We just had a congresswoman in California write the foreword for a social medicine book down in the South Central Los Angeles area. A woman's a social medicine specialist. So that was somebody who's a bookseller in that area. We also have you go out and get endorsements. So people that have read your book, uh, we just released Mullen Svensson's book about two months ago. She is has been a personal trainer for 20 years for Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. So, you know, the endorsements in the back of her book, Skip Bayless, sportscaster. She had a lot of endorsements that she had in the back of their book that are really helpful. So we work to put out a super professional product. So we want all those things in there that you would have if you worked with a professional. So we work on that while the manuscript's being set up. Our covers are completely custom. Like I can't even, I before you and I jumped on, I was telling you, we don't slap two pictures on. Usually that process is about two to four weeks because we go back and forth with, and I always give my clients permission, we're going to do mock-ups and you better have permission to tell me you hate it. Don't just say you like it because I say, I like that one best. If you don't like it, you know, so there's a lot of back and forth that happens in all that. And then once that's all finalized, we send it off to Kindle for processing, and then we send it off to the printer to get a proof and then distribution on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Can somebody walk into your office metaphorically and say, I'd like to be a bestseller on Amazon and that that's something that you could actually accomplish for them? Every single person who we have worked with that bought a bestseller package has become a bestseller. So absolutely. Some of them are more difficult than others, are more established entrepreneurs. They have lists already. They have partners. So when you and I talked, I mean, we're we're part of the dames. We have a whole bunch of partners to promote our book. And I will actually say when I was reaching the bestseller list myself, I went to a dames meeting and said, I'd love you all to go over and buy it. And I had a boatload of sales that day. That's fantastic. Yeah, everybody bought the Kindle copy in pre-sale. So yeah, but we we do. We write, we write the swipes, we do all the planning, the social media, all of that to to get people up there. So it's a lot of work on the author's part. If the author's not as well known, it's a little bit more difficult. We had a couple this year that it was touch and go. <laughs> But then we had some people who were real go-getters, like uh, one of them didn't have Nicole, did not have Nicole Vick, did not have a list at all, but she called every single person she knew in her government office, in her neighborhood, her friends, and she actually made it twice because she released the Kindle during the beginning of COVID, and then she released the soft cover in September. So she went out there and busted her rear end. <laughs> That's awesome. So- If it's possible to attain this status, is it worthwhile? It's worthwhile, right? Like even though there's a way to orchestrate it to happen and it isn't just this magical thing. Yeah, it's not a magical thing. So when you're asking, is it worth it? First of all, I want to make it very clear. We do not manipulate. We do not play the games that some of the other people play. It is truly a bestseller. There are a lot of other people out there who have a, you know, they cheat the system and we don't do, cheating the system doesn't do you any good credibility wise. Right. Like somebody who didn't actually read the book is giving you a review on it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. There are so many things people don't know about Amazon that when they're trying to cheat it, they're actually hurting themselves. So there's a little thing called verified purchase. Let me tell you guys something you probably don't know. Have you ever read a Kindle copy of a book? Oh yeah, all the time. So Kindle knows when you download it, 
They also know how many pages you've read and they know how fast you've read. And that generated because there was a guy who used to sit in a room in San Diego and you could bring your Kindle, you could bring your manuscript in, they would convert it, they would make it 99 cents and they would all sit around the room for the rest of the weekend and buy each other's books and write reviews. So there's the algorithms, the way they work, they actually know if you read that book. Wow. So that's weighted. They actually know if you bought that book. So if people are going on and saying, I have an Amazon account, I'll write a review for you. So there's a lot that goes into those algorithms that people don't even realize. Amazon is truly like big brother. There have been some cheating incidents that when you found out how they found out, you're like, no way. They got into like they they had they have feelers that are everywhere. And most of that's because of those KDP programs. Those programs where they promote your book, you're not allowed to have your book listed anyplace else. So I always highly recommend that you don't partake in those programs because you want the book on your website. You want the book on Barnes and Noble, but they've got a lot of feelers out on the internet because if you committed to signing up and not having your book somewhere else, they want to go find out if you had your book someplace else. So how can somebody work with you if they are ready to become an (laughs) author this year? Find us at superbrandpublishing.com. You can also go over and take our Promote Profit Publish quiz and find out if if you have some work to do on your platform. That's at www.promoteprofitpublishquiz.com. You can also listen to our podcast and, and get some tips. We, we work with entrepreneurs on many different levels, and that's a Promote Profit Publish podcast. The triple P threat. Love <laughs> it. Julia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You've written a book, now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.